Kids love movies. If you're a young person who can't see or can't see well, Audio Description provides access to the visual images that sighted kids enjoy. The benefits of Audio Description in Education Baby Contest, sponsored by ACB's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program, wants those kids to experience Audio Description and then tell us about it. You have a chance to win prizes for yourself and your teacher. Just go to www.badycontest.org, B-A-D-I-E, contest.org, and keep on enjoying audio description. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Holly Turry, and we have our wonderful host, Cindy Levon, who will go over all the important stuff in just a second, and then I'll go over the very few ground rules that I have. Take it away, Cindy. So, for all you newbies, if you are on your telephone, star six to mute and unmute. It's a toggle. Star nine is raise and lower your hand. On your computer, all A is to mute and unmute. All Y is to raise and lower your hand. And on your smartphone, the lower left-hand corner is to mute and unmute. And your lower right-hand corner and more is raise and lower your hand. And on your Mac commands, Command-Shift-A, mute and unmute. And Option-Y is raise and lower your hand. And if anybody has trouble Raising and lowering their hands or muting, or muting and unmuting. Don't worry. We may go to the next person, but we promise we will come right back to you. So don't panic. Don't get caught in a storm. Oh, funny. Well, <laughs> all, right, <laughs> got, <laughs> all right, guys. Um, there's only a few, a few rules that I have, and they are... Let's mute, keep ourselves muted. Somebody is breathing in their microphone, which... Is very distracting. Um, and if you have a question, raise your hand. I'll be I'll be periodically looking at them, and I will um, answer. I will let you answer. I am not going to sit here for an hour and talk to myself. I can't do it. It'll drive me crazy. My brain will explode. It will be the first time in um, the ACB community that that has happened. And it's not a good thing, and it's not a pretty thing. So if you have any questions or comments, just raise your hand. I'll call on you. But before, uh, before and the, the other thing is, um, the only question that is stupid is the one you don't ask. Because I have a daughter named Tracy, and that woman, from the time she could talk, and my daughter is also blind. And she started talking at 15 months, and I was so worried that there was something wrong with her brain because she wasn't talking. And they said, no, she follows five-step instructions, which you're not supposed to be able to do till you go to school. She's not, not, there's nothing wrong with her brain. Woman asks questions from the minute she gets up until the minute she goes to bed. So I'm used to ask, answering questions. Okay. Um, meteorology comes from the Greek. Well, the ology doesn't, but the meteor part comes from the Greek, and it's the study of atmospheric phenomenon. So that's a pretty cool thing to say for a, for a uh, science, that you can study phenomenon. And I thought that you just did that on, uh, what's her name, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something like that. Um, let's see. 
I'm going to ask a question, and I want to see who is smart. And you all may be smarter than you think you are. What invention made the forecasting of weather possible? Raise your hands. (laughs) Come on. Nora, go ahead. Unmute yourself. Weather balloon. What? Weather balloon. Nope. There's something that happened before that. No idea. Okay. You've got a couple Lynn, of hands raised. There you go. Lynn Corral, do you know? Okay. I think it's the weather vane. No. That was, that's, that's, that's a good idea, but it's not the right question. Pam Coffee. The thermometer. That all these things are aids, but they're not the thing that made the forecasting of weather possible. Andy. I would say the barometer. All those things are helpful, but none of these things would be, I give, I'll let you, I'll let you all off the hook. None of these things would have been possible. They all would work, but you couldn't have a forecast of a weather because until you were able to communicate with each other over a long distance. So the telegraph was the invention that made modern day forecasts possible because you have to, you can record weather with all those things, but to be able to find out what the weather is downstream or upstream from you, you have to be able to communicate. Um, I, this is something that I, I'm going to, I want, I want to, I've got another question for you and and, and within 10 years is acceptable. Who, um, when was the first written forecast of weather uh, done? Oh, gosh. Hands up. Ah, where's, where am I? Can, can you help, help me? Do I have any hands up? You have two. You have, now it was from before. She must still have the hand up. All right. Because number area code 510. Okay, 510. Do you know where, when the first forecast was done? And what is your name? So we don't have to call you 510 anymore. What? Okay, uh, it's Patty, and this is just a wild guess, but was it 1879? That's close, but no, you're a little bit Okay, (laughs) thank you. you. Okay, Okay, Roberta, what would you say? When was the first written weather forecast? I'm I'm here. I'm sorry, I'm back on the barometer. Um, uh, So so did we answer the first question? Yes, the telegraph. (laughs) The telegraph is... Telegraph. The, oh, okay. So, the, um, so my guess is uh, so during the Civil War. I'll take that. That's close enough. 1857 or 56 in the Washington Star. <laughs> and it said that a major thunderstorm happened in Macon, Georgia. And, and it may affect Washington, D.C. tonight. But it didn't, and it, so they they wrote the next day. We were incorrect. It must have just been a local storm. But that was the very first written forecast. Yes. Now forecasting yeah. forecasting is um, predicting weather over a wide range. And has anybody here ever listened to old time radio? And see, some we used to get this one program of old. I don't listen to it often, but sometimes I do. And this they had commercials and stuff. And this was from some in Washington, D.C., back in the 30s. Sunny and cold. That was the forecast. Cold tomorrow. People today would just die. Um, wanting to, um, thinking that that, 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 was, that was great. And I guess that was great hot stuff back then. Yes, Pam, you can undo yourself. You can talk. What's up? <laughs> I was going to try to answer the second question, and, and it, it's already been answered. Sorry. That's okay, babykins. 
Mm-hmm. That's okay. Now, I want, I need y'all's help. I know a lot about this subject, but meteorology is a huge subject. Weather forecasting and the weather is a huge subject. It's kind of like emptying a sandbox with a spoon. And what I think is interesting might not interest anybody else. So I would like y'all to raise your hands, please, and and suggest say what t- what topic of this whole thing interests you the most. And we will be we you know if this is not going to be a one time call unless y'all want it to be. And we'll cover all those things. And if I don't know the answers, gosh, I'll have to go look it up on the internet on my favorite subject. That that'll just that'll just totally ruin my day. Lynn Coral, unmute yourself. Question: um, Did you work for the uh, NOAA or something like that? I worked for NOAA for seventy-two. Seventy-two. See? It just seemed like seventy-two. <laughs> Thirty-two years. But I've loved weather since I was a little kid. I think, that's weather. Re- I think that's really interesting because you know the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Association or account administration. Well, I was close. <clears throat> I was close. I know a lot about these agencies because some in public administration, but. Um, so you know what I'm interested in is is um, ha, did you discuss a climate change or global warming or anything like that? Uh, we, we, this is the first class, so we ain't discussed nothing yet. No. So I mean, is that something that could we could could we under could could you help us understand? The I will do that, but climate? I will tell you that I have my own biases. But I will give well, you that everybody has everybody has biases, Holly. That's okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I don't. Okay, great. No problem. I will be. I, I'm writing these all down. Nora, what would you like to learn about? I would like to learn about how clouds, how uh, uh, very interesting clouds are formed. I love that too. No problem. Okay. I only have two hands. Come on, guys. There you go. Okay. Three. Pam. What would you like to learn about? Yes, I would like to know. Um, you know, seeing that radar and weather maps and all of that stuff are not so accessible for us, I want to know um, why can't a weather forecaster, I'm sure it's time constraints, but why can't they come up with some way to just explain what's happening on the radar and what's happening on the weather map in more detail so that we will have the same access to that information that the person looking at the radar has. Now you're going to get because, me on one of, you're going to get me on one of my soapboxes. I'll just we yeah. can go into this in more detail, but I will say it's not the radar's fault and it's not the um, map's fault. It's this person who is explaining it. Yes, and they will say, "Oh, the area shaded in red." Or yeah, <laughs> and you know what I'm, I'm sitting there. What area is in red? No, well, I it don't. It just mind. irritates me no end. I hear you, dear. I hear you. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. you. And I always say, and to never. Of course, I talk to my TV, and it never answers me. Thank goodness. <laughs> so do I. Um, but. It never answers. It never answers me. But you know, if you're going to say that, we can replace you with a computer and get a much better job. But um, well, true. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times they pick people because they're cute, not because they can talk. That's my viewpoint mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Patty. Oh well, I, I I think you've said what I had to say. I just wondered if we could 
if we could introduce ourselves and t- say how we became interested in, or is this oh, not the I place? I was going to do that after this. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I'll wait then. Like to talk about, is there anything you'd like to talk about? Well, I, I just love, um, you know, the, the phenomenon of thunderstorms and tornadoes and, and, um, my, well, my father um, was a pilot, so he introduced us to meteorology really early on, and I just love it. I just have to say thank you. Well, you know what? I I'm the same way. I well, anyway, I I, I agree with you. <laughs> I just love it, and and you know, you can contact your broadcaster if you have to for greater accessibility because I was able to do it, and she was so tickled that we emailed back and forth for a long time because she had radar on when we were having a, a freak thunderstorm. And we don't have very many in California, but when we do, well, we do, but, you know, they're few and far between. But we had the best time just chatting, and she would tell me what she saw and what she thought was going to happen. And That's and, wonderful. Yeah, I, honey, I live in northwest Washington, right up by Canada. They get oh, these, yeah. they get these so-called fun. And I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. And, man, oh. bad storms. And I've been in the in the Midwest. Man, it's great, awesome thunderstorms. You come up here; it's going to be a bad thunderstorm. Boom! And then ten <laughs> minutes later, boom! And you're like, that was a thunderstorm. <laughs> okay. Well, and 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 even now, they tell us we're going to have because we're in a drought here in California, and they say, oh, we're going to have a storm, and it's going to be a one, two, or three on the. It's always a one, but they have to say it because they're so hopeful. That's yes. going to turn into something that it hasn't and may not. May not. Anyway, I'm, I'm talking too much, I think, huh? Yes, well, <laughs> okay. Um, Roberta, what, do you, what, do you, what would you like to learn about, dear? I would like to understand. Um, so, for, for background, I understand what humidity is. And I yes. understand that... Um, it's hell before you, you know, die. It, you, can, you can have... Uh, you know, a eighty percent humidity at fifty degrees, or you can have a thirty percent humidity at eighty degrees. But I'm trying. What I would like to understand is what is it that allows the variation in humidity at a particular temperature? Okay, in other words, awesome, sure. Yeah. Why from, do we darling? sometimes? Why is it sometimes seventy five degrees and it's ninety percent humidity, and sometimes it's seventy degrees and it's Fifty percent humidity. Yes. What gotcha. What is it about? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Where right. are you from, Thank dear? You. Uh, Michigan, Central Michigan. Okay. okay. Tornadoes and thunderstorms and good Midwest oh, yes. stuff. <laughs> Back in the eighties, I lived in Michigan, seventy nine eighty, and they had a tornado warning, and I was so scared. I was sitting on the basement steps of my friend's house, holding my airline ticket, and thinking, "I want to go home. I wonder if this would work now." Uh, Travis Seidler. No, okay. This is Travis Sittler. That's you pronounce it Sittler. I'm sorry. You know what? That's okay. I, people have done that before. That is not unusual. So, so you're not alone. Just to let you know. Okay. Look at what do you want us to talk? What do we? What do you want us to learn about? Well, I'll tell you what we could probably learn about, especially since this has been going on in the last week, is probably the polar vortex. Yes. You know, and this I is a never- big. I never knew about this polar vortex until about five years ago. So, I, I, and I don't know anything about it. So, I will have to. Yeah, look it me up too. And, you know what? We'll do yeah. that. Yes, we'll we'll do that. Maybe next week some introductory stuff, and then we'll do portal port, 
portable, I can't say it, that thing, polar polar vortex. vortex. Mm, absolutely, especially w- with our poor Texans who've been getting impacted too, which is which was a big one for them because I guess they haven't had it since like 1989, from what I understand. Well, yeah, I have. I I know someone who lives there, and she's been there for like 30 years, and she said they only had snow flurries in Houston. Well, they had more than snow flurries. Yeah. Yeah, no, because they they had something like this in 1989, I I was told, and it seems like they were due for like a repeat of that again, like 30 plus years later. So where are you from, sir? I don't live in Texas, but I actually live in Templeton, California. Okay. All righty. Um, um, hey, that's that's on the Central Coast, so. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Candace, my darling, what do you want to learn about? So, Holly, I'd, like Travis, I want to talk about this polar... polar I can't talk either. Polar vortex. <laughs> polar, polar vortex. Yeah. Um, because I was a native Texan and uh, have been in Colorado Springs for about a year. So I've been around snow in my life, but not, not to this extreme. Well, I shouldn't say that. I was someone, I lived in Georgia, but that was back in the early eighties. But I want to talk about uh, the, the polar vortex. And I would be also interested, Holly, to get, people's ideas about how long they think this winter is going to last well nobody knows that but god he hasn't given me any he hasn't given me an inside mm. he hasn't given me an inside streak yet i, I do and, and hello it, to and hello to travis um i know we've corresponded in some groups who's this i will tell you that i will tell you that this is a la nina winter which tends to mean that they will last a little longer this is candace sorry Candace, Candace, Candace Ray, right? Yeah, that's my name on Facebook. Okay, gotcha. Okay, guys. Um, Grant Downey, it's your turn. Oh, yes, ma'am. I like the idea of studying fronts. How, uh, for example, I'm a Texas boy, okay? And where, where part of Texas, sir? Uh, Amarillo, Lubbock, uh, yes. up and up in that part, and up there. You really see some weather blow through, and they call them blue northern. Uh, and it's it's. But I I would be interested in knowing what generates the front and where where they come from. Yes, I can. We you, you know we will do that next week. I because the the basically what I understand the little limit. Do you, do you have electricity, Grant? And yes, I'm in Florida at the moment. I live in St. Petersburg, Florida, one of the lightning capitals of the world. Yes, that's where my husband was born, St. Petersburg. It's a nice area. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. So um, what I understand is that polar vortex thingy is basically like a front on steroids. So we'll talk about fronts next week. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Thank you. Debbie Downey, it's your turn. Okay. Um I'd like to know the difference between humidity and dew point. And humidity also, and dew point. Mm-hmm. And also, yesterday, our meteorologist on Fox 13 here in Tampa was talking about a frost front. And I didn't know what that was. He just mentioned it, and I think in relation to Texas. What, what did he call it? A frost front. Never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what Me that neither. is. I know what that is. Um, okay. What did you say? What did you say that you wanted to learn about? The difference between humidity and dew point. That's right. And 
that's one of those weird terms that they use in Florida, and it has to do with a cold front that comes through with high humidity mm-hmm. that will be less likely to hurt your if it's, it's if it's damp cold, it's less likely to hurt your citrus. Okay. Yeah. For your tender vegetation, as we used to say in radio, <laughs> bring your yeah. in your tender vegetation. <laughs> I was in radio for a few years. Oh, really? In- Where? What, what station? Oh, it was a little daytime AM that in Northwest New Jersey. I'm from Jersey, and um, and um, so I used to, you know, read weather forecasts. Of course, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't write them up. That was just what we got from our weather um, meteorologist service so that we had none of my business but are you in are you in grant related yeah we're married <laughs> actually um i i told him about this because i knew mm-hmm. he'd be interested so he's yeah. a little more interested in, than i am but um well i'm glad you know. you're here i'll try and make it interesting because i can't I, I probably back in the day would have been told that i had the add uh-huh. so i get so i bore <laughs> very easily so you will <laughs> i don't want to make it boring well whether oh, Weather is definitely one of my favorite subjects. So weather and the space program; those are and NASCAR; those are the and those are the three things. And ham radio. That's me. Hey, six one four area code, come on out and and let us know what you want to learn, and also give us your names. I think I bet it's Melody, but I don't want to be wrong. So okay, my name is Shirley, and um, I want to learn about. Um, you know, when I listen to my weather radio all the time, um, I'm always hearing about uh, this day had so many um, cooling degree days and there were so many, um, you know, it, they say cooling degree days one time of the year and I forget what they call it, heating degree days or I'm going to mess it up the other time Did of the year. Right? And I, I, I don't really understand that. I'd like for somebody to explain that to me. Actually, and that is not a meteorological term, but I can get more information for you. It's something that oh, was put okay. out by the, okay. by, the heating, by the heating and air conditioning people to calculate how much they're going to rip you off. I mean, charge you for your electric bill. Okay. Well, since it's on the weather radio, I figured it had something to do with, uh, you know, I didn't know if it had anything to do with the temperatures or whatever. My husband and I are also ham radio operators, and we've taken, uh, you know, some of the weather training and things like that, um, you know, in the past. Oh, no, she's too interested, but I could ask her. And uh, so I guess I would be kind of curious to learn a little bit more about you, too, and, and what your background is as far as, if you have a background in weather or whatever, and I think you said you're a ham radio operator. So yes, so, yes I'd be ma'am. Curious I'm, I'm, to, I'm, I'm, where are you from? Uh, um, we're from Ohio. We're we're in Florida part of the year, but right now we're in Ohio. So oh, you poor thing. We're, uh, well, we, we're, we're going to be going down to Florida to spend a little bit of time soon. We were just waiting for our shots. So we're okay. just about ready to do that, hopefully. Okay, we're back to people so, who've been called, who've raised their hands before. So I'm going to switch horses in the middle of the stream. And I won't promise I won't drown. And um, I would like y'all to go around and tell me why you're interested in meteorology and if you have any background. Um, I'll go. Hey, hey, uh, facilitator, uh, host, do you yes. have any, what, any, what would you like to learn about since you're going to come back as a student, I hope? Well, let me tell you, I was so excited because there's nothing I love more than weather. I have the TV, one TV is always on the, um, is always on the Weather Channel. 
I love weather. My uncle was a meteorologist at JFK Airport. So he taught me a lot about it back in my last life when I had vision. You'll probably, you probably be correcting me then, and that's good. No, not necessarily. doesn't mean I remember. And so <laughs> I've always watched the clouds. I've always said, okay, somebody said it's going to storm. I said, no, it isn't. Those aren't. Th- those are not thunderclouds or thunderheads. And clouds are a little bit different. They're basically the same, but some of them are wa- wider, like thunderclouds. We don't have thunderclouds around here, but they do in the Midwest. They might get yes. dark, but that doesn't make a thundercloud. And the person who was talking about now the weather does the red, the yellow, and the pinks and stuff. Well, in my last life, I knew what all those were. Now I do know green means rain. If they just an area of the screen, like a patch area. Sometimes it looks like patchwork, if you, you know what that is from a quilt. Yes. And that's sort of how they describe what's going on, since they can't show the clouds. But they do show for the, um, when they're talking about the fronts coming in, they'll show like a line, and it might go sort of in a, not a U-shaped, but start up the, up the upper left hand and go down and come back up the other side of the screen. And that's how they'll show you how front's going across. Sometimes yes. it goes low, sometimes high. And when I went skydiving at the convention a few years ago when we were in Vegas, and I felt the, you know, the air is in layers. It could be cold, then warm, then cold, then warm. It was sort of like a layer of cake. And so that's how the fronts go. That's why, you know, so Holly, as far as answering your question, I love all of it. I'm thinking, oh, God, I got to come back. Oh, I have to hear about the vortex. I got to hear about this. I got to hear that the polar this and the hot front. I'm anxious to hear all of that. I love it. Okay, great. Well, um, that's great. We will do fronts and the vortex next week. You do have a hand raised, Holly. I'm writing notes to myself. I. Person with your hand up. It's oh, we're, we're gonna, yeah, I want. I, do you want to say something uh, before we start on why you did, why you're in this class? Uh, what what your interest in meteorology is, uh, Roberta? Roberta, unmute yourself. Okay. Would everybody please raise your hand and tell me what your you know what your interest in meteorology is? I'll go first, and then you'll be bored and you'll raise your hands because you're not doing it now. <laughs> please, please, please. Um, my name is Holly Turry. I worked for NOAA for 32 years. And um, that was, I worked there uh, in my first, my first job was as a personnel, and actually I was working for personnel. They wanted to put all these things on microfish and they wanted somebody who wasn't going to read them. So they got a blind girl to do it. And that was a fun job. I I had them, but um, I've I've never actually worked for meteorologists. I worked for um, people that used, um, inventory management. I did that for 15 years and that's a very boring job that, hi Mark, that's a very boring job that um, kept me in the style to which I had become accustomed and you, uh, my client was the weather service so I got to, to deal with stuff that went on the weather planes and uh, anything that was not a building or a record which includes airplanes. It was a great job. I loved it and before that I ran an information and referral center so I could answer people's questions. I have loved meteorology since I was a wee tiny baby. And I have, especially like some of the people here have said, bad weather, hurricanes, blizzards, snow, bring it on. I love it. And um, that's about it. Who would like to go next? Let's see. You got hands up. Okay. 
You want to call them? Teresa Christian, unmute yourself. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if you want to tell us what you'd like to learn about while you're telling us about the question, that would help too. All righty. I have always been interested in weather, particularly cold weather. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area where we really didn't get it. So I'm just fascinated by it. Um, And I think people think I'm odd that I always am really interested in, oh, tell me what your weather's like, what it's doing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, What I would like to find out today is the different levels of hurricanes and what miles an hour that is, if you know that. Oh, I do. Okay. (laughs) That's, that's, That's my burning question for today. Okay, there are five. All right, I can answer that question right now. Um, okay. There are five levels of hurricanes. Um, the hurricanes were invented by Mr. Saffer and Mr. Simpson. Mr. Simpson, and I can't think of his first name, was a meteorologist who was the head of the National Hurricane Center for a long time. He was um, a very good researcher. And he and Mr. Saffer, who was a structural engineer, made these... Um, uh, uh, classifications so that it would be easy for people to know whether they should be really scared or not and when they should evacuate and that. A, now, I, I may not be totally correct. I will have to look at this and give you the absolute correct information next week. But the category one is 74 to 90 miles an hour approximately. And that is your basic nasty hurricane. You know, it of wind, some trees will fall, some roofs of weak buildings will come off. And um, then category two is 90 to 110. And that is really um, more more intense. Um, the category three, that's when you start on the major hurricanes. Category three is 130 miles an hour to 154 miles an hour. And that is a category four. I said category three is 110 to 130, and category four is 130 to 154. Category five is 154 to whenever. And that's the one where you run and, and get the hell out of Dodge as fast as you can. As that, that's the finger of God, as they say. It, it destroys <laughs> everything in its path. Whoa. Does that answer your question? It does. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to mute. Pam Coffee. Yes. Um, one of the things, well, first of all, the uh, my weather, I've just always had sort of a curious streak. And I live that has very rapidly changing weather. Pam, 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 honey. Some people call. We don't a lot of. Yes. Your your connection is oh, really wonky. Your, your your connection is am really I muted? wonky. Well, no, you're not what, mute, mute, muted. It just keeps going in and out. It's actually really cool. Well, I think everyone's is. Everyone's connection is weird today. It's um, probably because of all the nasty weather. You're doing better now. But there you were going. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh. yeah. Well, nice nice yeah. head brush. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Go ahead. But. Um, I've always just been curious about weather because of the area of the country where I live. And we do get those big thunderstorms and we sometimes get tornadoes and 
I'm not are on the in, coast. Are you in the Southern Tornado Alley where you live? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. And we get the remnants of hurricanes. I'm not on the coast, so uh, we get it after it moves inland. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've just always been curious as to how weather works. Uh, <clears throat> and I guess another thing I would like to learn about is uh, lately they have been mentioning some new um, types of precipitation. We all know about rain, sleet, snow, freezing rain, but there was a term they used a few weeks ago, and I wish I had written it down because I don't remember what was it, it was. Grapple? Was it grapple? There we go. There we yes. go. I, grapple I've never is heard ice balls. Until, huh? Gra- grapple is teeny tiny weeny weeny little ice balls. Yeah, but I'd never heard of that until just a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm finding it very interesting that all of a sudden, we're hearing these these new terms. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Hang on just a second. Hey, Jim. Yeah. Could you get, could you get me a, a glass of water? I'm dying. <laughs> what? Yeah. Nora, go ahead. I mean, okay. I was, I've never worked. In my background is not, not working anywhere with weather. But when I was little, I remember I, I was so fascinated with really dark clouds and and I always seem to like it when it rains or snows. And I love it when it snows so I can look out the window. And I'd like to learn a whole lot more about weather in general and about participation. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Participation. Uh, Partici- precipitation. Yeah, precipitation and about cold fronts and about jet streams and everything else. Well, i got uh, a question for you. Okay. Do you have light perception? Yeah, I have some vision, yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember, I did when I was a kid, and I remember before a really bad storm, it would be like nighttime. Yeah, I know. I remember when I was in New Jersey, and now here even, it's almost like nighttime, real dark, dark and rainy clouds. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay, Travis, you're next, my dear. Okay, here we are. All right, yes, so um, like I said, what I'm very interested in is definitely learning about the polar vortex that's been going on lately. Well, how, and, how, did, um, how did you get interested in all this stuff when you were like little? Did you start growing growing? Well, it's interesting. Be, it's interesting because I'm a native Californian, just to let you know. But I'll tell you one thing. Um, from 2000 till 2002, I lived in Colorado Springs for two years, just FYI. And um, I remember seeing all the differences in the cha- changing of the weather, especially rapidly, even in the summer, like in the afternoon hours when it came to those thunderstorms and everything. And I remember we always had the Weather Channel on at our house a lot of times, way back uh, when, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, great. Okay. Grant, it's your turn. Grant, unmute yourself. Oh, yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear okay. you. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I also found interesting is, coming from El Paso, Texas, we had dust storms every spring. And... Uh-huh. Uh, I always wondered how they how they came up. They'd come up early in the morning, and it'd blow hard all day, and then it would end in the evening. By the way, you were looking for background on on some of us. Yes, that's what I'm. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, mm-hmm. I was in uh, radio a number of years ago. I was a broadcaster, 
and uh, got to read a lot of those forecasts, or I memorized them, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then I also was a computer trainer, and uh, I did a lot of training with JAWS for Windows and VERT back in the old days. And VERT! Oh, my land! Yeah, oh, my land. That's an old one. Uh, I uh, worked for uh, Freedom Scientific for about 20 years as a tech support uh-huh. engineer, and uh, then I had to retire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I had I had one of the first verts um, when I worked for when I worked for in the information center. I had that thing, and I had it for years. I loved that thing. Yeah, it, just, it 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 worked well, except it didn't did not have any get up and go. You no, know, it, it was did it was slow. It was yes, it was slow. Very slow. But, but anyway, I was on a I was on a terminal that went to a mainframe. You remember those? Oh yes. So it oh, didn't yes. need to be fast. It just plotted. No, no, it just plotted along. Yes. Well, I'll go back in my corner. Okie dokie. Shirley, go ahead. Um, to, since I didn't get you didn't raise your hand earlier, I'd like to know what you'd like to cover and tell me a little about your what made you get interested in weather. Okay, I, I actually did tell you um, what I wanted to cover. I was the one that asked you about the cooling degree days. and. Oh, yeah, um, that's okay. I'm dumb. I'm sorry. That's, no, 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 not at all. I just wanted to, um, to let you know that. Um, but I guess what got me interested in whether it's been kind of a combination of things, um, part of it, uh, as I said earlier, is you know some of the stuff that we've done with with ham radio because we've helped with different events. I um, helped uh, coordinate some things one time, you know, right after some flooding, where I was coordinating all the communication and things of that nature. I've also been very close to um, a couple of uh, tornadoes when I was in college. There was a very, very devastating one in Xenia, Ohio, which was maybe um, 10 miles from me, and I know it made the news all over. And then a couple of years ago, we had about 15 tornadoes one night that hit our area, and uh, the closest one was about a half a mile from us. So, um, you know, that was a little too close for comfort. So I've sort of yes. kept up with uh, some of these things as time has gone by. And yeah. my husband and I both really follow it closely, um, you know, and pay attention to the weather radios and the forecasts and everything that's going on, you know, the mm-hmm. meteorologists mm-hmm. and really try to keep up with it. Yes. What year was that Xenia storm? I remember that. So it was in well. 74. That's what I thought. I was a junior in high school when that happened. Yeah, it was in 74. And my husband is also listening in the background. Both of us are ham radio operators. So, Well, that's great. He's, a, he's welcome to come on and talk if he wants to anytime. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, Thank you so much. Okay. Lynn Coral. Um, well, you know, I've, I, I've always been, I mean, I've always been kind of interested. In, I've lived all over the place. So, you know, it's, you know, very interested in all that kind of stuff. I can't really figure out which weather I want to be in. So when I was in California, though, they had, um, oh, my goodness, hail there. And uh-huh. I remember, I, get, I, remember I, get st- I got stuck with my second dog, Ragu, Black Lab, and um, in a hailstorm one day on the bus. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, fascinating. And, and really, just the weather is so interesting because, you know, you think, California is warm all the time. No, actually, a lot of times it would be warm. In the, you know, it would be okay during the day, but at night it would cool off right away. It was like so interesting how the weather changes 
depending on where you're at. I was in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, of course, in Florida, it was too darn hot in the summer for me. Well, you know, they somebody here, I can't remember the name of the person, said they were from San Francisco. And they said, oh, it's never cold in San Francisco. And I wanted oh, yes, to disagree. Yes, it is. I, yes, I it beg is. to disagree. <laughs> I spent the coldest, one of the coldest winter days on oh, my, yeah. of my life on June on a June day in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. It, it could be very cold. And, you know, I mean, you realize, you know, we went to, um, uh, we, my husband, Sandy, would like to go to Las Vegas. So we'd go. And we went one time in January and it was freezing. Okay. So, you know, you really don't know about weather until you experience it. And, yes. of course, growing up in New York, there were plenty of... Um, times when out in the snow and and i really liked the snow when i was a kid i i I really liked sledding and i liked all that kind of stuff so i wouldn't say i have a background in it but i'm I'm interested enough and when we were stuck in florida uh they had the bad hurricane a few years ago and we went to tennessee which one uh irma i believe oh yes i remember good old irma i believe it was that one and we had to we had to leave because the governor said so and so we we left went to my first cousin's house, Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee, and all I did was listen to the weather all day. Sweet darling, I got other people with their hands up, so I'll talk to Thanks. you. All right, bye. Okay. Bye. De- Deborah Jackson, it's your turn. Okay, how you doing? I live in bye. Denver, Colorado, and yes. Vic, I could not, uh, I said I'll never forget it, because I had my vision then when I was, um, um, driving then, and I was on the west side of uh, Colfax where the Bronco O Stadium was, uh-huh. and and, uh, and and it didn't look like it was going to rain at all, but all of a sudden it poured. So I got in the car, and I drove from west Colfax, and I had to go all the way, drive all the way east to uh, uh, where I live. But every time I stopped at the light, the light on the rain, it was like I was being followed by the rain where it was like hitting the back of my car. And, and I didn't have no umbrella, and I hurried driving um, all the way east, made it to my um, the where I live, and and ran in the house, and that's when it poured. Oh my goodness, that's 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 tough. Uh, when you live in Washington D.C. area, August does that. July and August, it does that like almost every day. When you, and I wanted to tell you guys, this is this will meet every other week. And the other weeks that we're not doing this, I do a thing on camping. So, do you want to try that mm. out sometime? Okay, five one seven five seven one nine one seven. Who is that? And would you like to unmute yourself? I think that's me. Who is me? Five seven one five seven one two seven eight six nine one seven. Yes. Yes. Oh, hello. I'm Hi. Pamela John. I'm Pamela from Virginia. Okay. And what um, would you like? I, to, what, what, how'd you get interested in weather, and what would you like to study? Okay. Like, okay. Um, interesting thing. Um, I used to I used to do some volunteer work with the Red Cross, telling kids in the after school program about hurricanes and tornadoes. I could arrange my own curriculum. Mm-hmm. And um, also, you know, I met a kid one time that said he wanted to be a meteorologist. So I hope to learn some things that, you know, that would be helpful and maybe breaking it down for kids. And like um, some of the things that, uh, that I, I'm always like, what the heck are they talking about? Like the El Nino and the, oh, the El Nino did this and the Nor'easters and um, oh. also about barometers and how the weather is changing. You know, how, what, how the different kinds of uh, changes that go on in the atmosphere, you know, for the different change of the weather. Okay. 
that's great. We've got a wonderful amount of stuff. Next time, we're going to talk about the fronts, uh, you know, cold fronts, hot fronts, the vortex, and El Nino will probably come into that. So in two weeks, come back and you'll learn all about it. Hey, uh, my beautiful host, what time is it? You have 11 minutes. 11 minutes. Now, 11. what can I do? Some, what? Uh, yes, 11. I was just looked at the time and I thought, oh, I got one more. She's got one more minute. For yeah, me to what, did, what can I do for five now minutes? It's, uh, no, now you have 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yes. 10 minutes. What can we do? Um, Ask who hasn't spoken and what's Who good. hasn't spoken yet? Please raise your hand. No. I, I know there's more people here than who have raised their hand. I'd yes, love to. Yes, you've had a wonderful you. crowd. Yes. Come on, people. Cheryl, darling, how you doing? And <laughs> Well, now that you put it that way, I had to raise my hand. Well, I'm on here because I'm here to support you. Um, I'm interested in weather as a kid because when there were snow days and we had snow days, and of course I like being out in the snow, you get wet, you come in, you change your gloves, change your boots, you know, put more, change your socks and go back outside. Um, I don't really, uh, you know, no, then all I care about is in the summer, I want it to be nice and sunny so I can be in my pool. So that's about what I care about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a pool. How and, nice and is thunder, that? And thunder, oh, thunderstorms, I always paid attention to them because my dogs didn't, my certain dogs didn't like it. But yeah, I, I'm just here to listen in and, and hang out and, and uh, whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs> the lady who asked about El Nino and La Nina, I can give you a 10-second sec- description of them, but it's it's complicated. It's a part of the biennial, the quadrennial oscillation or the biennial oscillation. It's also called El Nino and La Nina. El Nino was found, it's always been there, but it was, and it was always named by fishermen, believe it or not, down in Peru. And... They it comes around Christmas and they like to eat. I don't know if you all know, but a lot lot of Hispanic people and Italian people eat fish on Christmas Eve for their dinner. And they would go out like the day of Christmas Eve or the day before to get their fish. And there were no fish because the water was too hot. And it was so they they really struggled to go somewhere to get fish there because this water off right off their coast was terribly hot. And um, they don't really know why it, well, maybe they do now, but as far as I know, it's just something that happens and it makes the water in the Eastern Pacific warmer and it makes the water in the Atlantic cooler. So typically on um, years that we have El Nino, we have fewer Atlantic hurricanes and more hurricanes in the Eastern Pacific, which is a part of the Pacific off of Peru and California and all that and Washington State. So we don't get hurricanes, but it, it makes us, we have horrible summers when we have El Nino. And then La Nina is different. It's the water in the Atlantic is warmer and the water in the Pacific is colder. And typically, typically you have rainy winters and rain, hot, dry summers. And um, on the West Coast, you have cooler summers and rainy, milder winters. So isn't that interesting? The whole way of our the the water and the, the water and the air have to work together, and they cause different you know it causes different things to happen. Does anybody have any questions? Okay, um, let's see. I will. <clears throat> I can answer. Let's let's see. What what was another question? I can answer real quick. Okay. Um, 
I don't know. I think probably it's a little early, but I'm going to stop because everything else that I have here to look, look into is going to well, take Nora, a lot. Holly. What? There's Nora. Hey, Nora. Talk to me, baby. Okay. Um, I've heard of you. I have a question. Um, can you remember when they started saying, oh, we're having the Indian summer, and it means it's warmer winter, but some people would say it's our Indian Indian winter or Indian summer, like in the um, wintertime. Uh, they don't use that term anymore. I guess it's politically incorrect, but um, that's usually a warm spell after the first frost, and I never knew it had any anything to do with how warm your winter was going to be, because it seemed like you had it every year. And yeah. It, it, yeah, but it was, it was, so, I always loved that time of the year because it was always like nice and warm and the leaves were falling and it smelled so good. Oh, yes, that's, that's a wonderful time of the year. And Thank you. most, most places have January thaw when you, it gets really cold and then you get a nice, warm, mildish time and you think it fools you and you think, oh, it's going to be spring next There's week Pam. and then you get two feet of snow. Pam, talk to me, dear. Yes. Have you ever heard the term blackberry winter? Mm -hmm. Yes, but I'm not sure what it means. Can you tell me? Yeah. Well, I can try. It's It happens in the spring, and it's usually, oh, toward the end of April. Sometimes Easter falls right into it, and it's a cold snap or cold spell that hits after we've had a period of beautiful, warm, wonderful spring weather, and then kaboom, it's like winter just came back. Yes. It's like the relative that forgot their purse and they came back and talked and talked and talked when you kicked them out before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I guess it's sort of the opposite of Indian. I wonder summer. why they call it Blackberry Winter. Does it kill the blackberries? Is that why they call it that? I think it's because it comes at around the time the blackberry bushes are blooming. Interesting. That's fascinating. Something like that. We'll have to look it up, I guess. You have four minutes. Well, I'll have to look it up this week. I'll let you know. I, mm -hmm. I read a book once called The Blackberry Winter, and it was a really good book. But darned if I know why it was. I never could figure out why they called it that. But I guess it was because of the cold weather, and it was a thing that everybody knew that what it meant. But me, that's interesting. Well, it, it, and it does somehow have something to do with blackberries. Okay. Anybody else? We we got, mm. we, we got about three more minutes. Anybody else with some last hello, Pima? With come on, people. My dog is over here putting her head on me like she's got her last words. So. <laughs> Somebody who I can understand? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I'm going to sign off. Everybody have a fantastic day, and we'll see you on March... Uh, Something. March 4th? Yes, no, March yeah. 4th. It is, it is March 4th. Yes, March 4th, March 4th, young man, and discover new things and have a plan. We had to type that when I took typing. <laughs> okay. This was okay, fabulous, Holly. Thank I enjoyed you. it. Great it was. Thank you so much for your help, and I couldn't have done it without you.